2: Baird on Breeze Nation. What is good? It's your boy Pat the Designer back at it again for another episode of The Daily Show. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. As always, I see some people in the chat already. The shy in the building, brightest in the building, Caché in the chat, Dan in the chat, what's going on? Deja in the chat, what's going on? Man, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Chicago sports, how Chicago talk, so make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Got a lot to get to today. On today's show, going to do a little bit of weekend review, break down what we saw in that mug. Melvin, what's happening with what you, my guy? Uh, also, going to be uh, talking about uh, the Bears looking a lot better than a lot of people thought they were going to Early on in training camp and how that could affect us moving into the season. We'll break down a little recap that we got from David Kaplan about how uh, the Bears may feel about Tevin Jenkins. we got a lot of things to get into like that. And uh, I'm sure at some point we're going to get press conferences here. Uh, We're going to play that live on the show and do a live reaction to the press conference as well. So shout out to you guys for pulling up and showing love as always. Oh, yeah, first day in pads. So you got to have that. Uh, We we definitely got to hear from that. Want to tell you guys about a lot of stuff that's going on with the channel as well. Um, There's a lot of different things that are coming into play because YouTube is making some pivots. So the breeze has to make some pivots. Not going to stop you guys from getting any of your Chicago sports content. It's actually going to add to a more niche way for you to get some of your Chicago sports content. So stick around till a little bit later in the show. Um, to where we break that down. I uh, do want to start this show off. I know this is a football-based episode, but you absolutely have to sh- start the daily show off because we talk everything. Talking about the man, the myth, the legend, and legends never die. But the passing of Bill Russell over the weekend is huge to me. Um, Bill Russell is somebody who's such a part of... NBA, such a part of African-American culture, so much a part of everything that we've seen. When you talk about development and advancement in sports over most of our entire lifetimes, you can't say enough about what Bill Russell did for not only the game of basketball, for, but for African Americans coming into the sport as well, how he revolutionized the big man position, how great a winner he was through so much adversity. I think that's what you really have to look at, right? We talk about Michael Jordan winning. We talk about
3: Magic Johnson winning. We talk about all those guys winning at a high clip. But we don't talk about how Bill Russell. Not only dominated, not just one, dominated. But he did it through countless different
2: acts of racism, countless racial slurs being thrown his way, countless numbers of threats, all that stuff. And continued to dominate and continued to win. I know here on the Windy City Breeze, we always talk about Michael Jordan as the GOAT. But to me that's just in an nba sense and it doesn't take into account everything bill russell went through while winning not to win while winning and dominating so blessings up to the great one bill russell um prayers out to his family first kind of time i've kind of been able to talk about it on this platform we talked about it on Locked on bulls a little bit this morning but yeah, that was a tough loss. That was a tough blow to the NBA family today, um or or this weekend. Um I mean, there was there was so much that that Bill did that changed the game. So prayers up to to that that was a tough loss uh this weekend. I mean, it it's hard to even put into words. You know what I'm saying? Cuz it's crazy to think about the fact that Bill Russell's not going to be a part of the NBA next year, right? He's been a part of the NBA. And I'm not talking about just like, oh, he's handing out awards and stuff like that. Like, he's been a part of the NBA
3: growing forever. He's seen the NBA come from nothing to something forever. He's seen all the greatest players come through. And so that was that was a tough blow. That was a tough blow. Um, another blow for Star Trek fans. Nichelle uh, uh, Nichols passed away.
2: That was a tough one as well. It was a tough weekend altogether, man. So prayers up to all the family. She was amazing on Star Trek. Um, it, 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 it's crazy. But it's it shows continuation. It shows it doesn't stop there. Yeah, I'm saying we keep moving forward. We keep going strong. We adapt. We continue to live. We continue to evolve. That's what it's all about. Let's get into some football talk, though, man. Um, tough weekend, tough weekend. And uh keeping an eye out this entire time. Whenever they go to their press conferences, I'm gonna break in with that for the Bears. Uh, I know that's a tough transition, but whenever they break in with their press conferences, I'm going to transition over to that. Um, But starting things off, man, talking about the Chicago Bears here. This team is hearing things from uh, people that are supposed to know that are good signs. Things that I think that we didn't hear in the previous regime, right? And and this is kind of what I'll tell people to direct their minds to. The Chicago Bears are looking better than expected. That's the title of today's episode because remember when Mitch was here and we forced ourselves to believe that what Matt Nagy was doing was working? We forced ourselves to believe that no, they'll get it together. We forced ourselves to believe that that the things that we're seeing in training camp weren't the players that they were gonna be on the long run. Y'all remember that?
3: I remember that. Because when I
2: listened to how they're talking about Justin Fields, how they're talking about Bayless Jones, how they're talking about uh, David Montgomery, how they're talking about Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker.
3: We're not hearing the same things anymore. We're not hearing, oh, there were a lot of mistakes here. These guys
2: are looking, they look the same as always. I have no new news. No, we're hearing new updates every day. It is weird not to have JD doing the updates. I will say that
3: so weird but we're hearing new updates every day positive updates, updates that are saying no this guy's doing well this guy's playing well this guy's getting the job done that's a step in the right direction and we weren't hearing those
2: things before in the matt nagy regime The the biggest one, right, is, is
3: from multiple people. We've heard that Justin Fields' footwork has improved tremendously. Not
2: only has his footwork improved tremendously, but that his placement on the ball has improved tremendously. How he's leading these guys, how he's getting the ball to his receivers, how he's getting the ball to Cole Komet. And I feel like we're hearing more of that than we're hearing of the these guys don't have it together. These guys aren't figuring it out, right? Like, I, I, we heard that early. I think there was a couple passes Justin made, and you could look at it. I, I think it was the one, right? He throws the pass to, I want to say it's Nikhil Harry, goes off his hands. Eddie Jackson picks it off. All of a sudden, everybody's freaking out. Oh, the ball placement on that, terrible. Oh, he's got to get that together. That's going to be a problem for us all
3: season, But
2: what are the insiders telling you? What are the guys that are watching? The guys that are there telling you, this ball placement looks great. This ball placement is on point. I mean, his footwork is immaculate. He's stepping up in the pie. He's moving so well. Those are things that excite me. And so for me, right, I, I'm looking at this whole situation saying, hey, the Bears, not to say that they're going to dominate, and I haven't said the Bears are going to dominate all season. What I have said is if the Bears look better than expected, they will win more games. Now we did take a big blow. I believe that was Friday going into the the weekend, and we heard a couple of different things right about this offensive line, but the loss of Lucas Patrick to me is massive. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, "Ah, it's not that big a deal, dog. He'll be back before the beginning of the season. The beginning of the season – is not the time where you want to be tar- trying to figure
3: out how to get five guys to play together as one. That's not when you want to see five guys
2: trying to figure out how to get how how to how to move as one, how to get this rolling pot. Like there's going to be a lot of movement in this offense for Justin Fields. Now I think there's going to be more run than pass, but there's still going to be quite a bit of movement in this offense for Justin Fields. That's not the time where I want to see guys figuring out how to play as one. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at this now as a, okay, that's a big blow. We also heard Tevin Jenkins having some maturity issues. I understand David Kaplan is the one that reported that. I know it's easy to pick on him because his name is Cap and this is chicago right like <laughs> i did i thought about that i was like dog that's got to be tough right like you're breaking news and even if you're right mugs are
3: going to call cap just cuz of your name but i mean you you got to look at it right like you're talking about right now two offensive linemen that you thought were going to be major
2: pieces of this team, both dealing with injury, and one of them not only
3: dealing with injury but quickly falling out of favor with the Chicago Bears offensive staff. They believe,
2: according to David Kaplan, they believe he has all the talent in the world and that he's one of their best
3: offensive linemen in Tevin James. but he's just not there yet here. And who's that on, right? Like,
2: it's, of course, on Tevin. Like, it falls on him to grow up and mature. And and if these are the issues that are happening, right, we don't know. Like, we'll hear this, and then by the end of the season, he'll be
3: playing, and it'll be like, maturity issues, huh? But who's that really on? Do the Bears got to get something in there? Are, are, Are they... Are they
2: doing enough to, to get him to understand the moment? Are they like, that, that's a question that I have for real. It's not a I I of course it's on Tevin to grow up and figure out, hey, bud, like you're not a kid anymore. You're making millions of dollars here, but he's still a kid. At a minimum, you have to fight through the maturity issues and try to figure out how you can put what you believe is the best talent on the field. Oh, we think guys, the guys that were able to play never had maturity issues. Come on now. Uh a Down in the building. Steph was good, man. 84 in the chat, man. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily. Excited that the Bears are looking better in training camp. There's still some things to, to nitpick at, but I think that's the biggest one right there, right? When you're talking about your offensive line because of what we're seeing from Justin. Here's the thing. The guys on the other side of the football still don't want to kill him. That's a big difference. You can look as good as you want in training camp, and I think that's very important to what the Chicago Bears are doing, that they are looking better, that uh, David Montgomery looks good, that Bayless Jones Jr. looks good, and, and a little bit, little bit later, uh, I do want to get into kind of like five of the Bears that have really stood out to me based on what I've seen, what I'm hearing, and things like that. But
3: the guys on the defensive side of the ball who have also played very well, don't want to kill him yet or don't want to kill him I should say you're not going to have that luxury when
2: you have guys that are playing on other teams you're not going to have the luxury of I don't want to hit Justin Fields because he's a franchise quarterback so yeah now there are some I, I love the great plays I
3: love the great throws I love all of that right But when it really matters, when guys are able to come through and hit you, that's where
2: my concern is with this offensive line. I love that we're looking better. But the loss of Lucas Patrick is going to be big for the Bears and the fact that Tevin Jenkins seems to be having some – whether whether you believe that he's not playing just because of injury or not, right? And I do think the injury plays into it. You also have to pay attention to things that were happening around Tevin Jenkins before – we got to the point where he was injured, right? Tevin had
3: gotten put with the second team. Oh, it was a rehab state. If he's rehabbing, get him off the field. If he can't play, get him off the field. Like, it's
2: it's crazy to say, right? But Tevin's kind of like the one guy that reminds me of the old regime. The things we're hearing, the things we're seeing, how the coaching staff that's new is dealing with him. He's kind of the one player that reminds me of like, maybe maybe I can trick myself into believing that he's going to be more than what he is.
3: He's the one player to me that I look at and I say, okay, but if he does this,
2: this can happen. Right? The but if game. The but if game is the greatest game ever invented in sports talk, right? Because how many of those but ifs actually happen?
3: How many times do you go but if and the but if actually happens? But if Tevin's just able to. Mature himself up all of a sudden he'll be this dominant player for the Chicago Bears. Oh, okay. But if I hope it works out, I hope it pans out. I hope
2: that it does end up going the way that we hope it goes. But but when I'm talking about everything that we want to see this Bears team do, it
3: starts up front. And whether we like it or not. Whether it's fair or not, Kevin was a high draft pick that was supposed to come in here and help fix some of those issues. Is that the case? Is that what we're seeing? That's the question mark. And with Lucas Patrick out, it's a serious question mark. Now, here's a question for you guys, right? Who stood out the most to you in training camp?
2: Of course, Justin. Let me me do this, right? Because everybody's going to say Justin Fields. Outside of Justin Fields, who's been the guy that really stood out the most, that really has impressed you, that has surprised you,
3: that has shown you he's more than what you expected him to be? Who's that guy? For me? I'm looking at Velas Jones. I'm looking right at you, bud. I'm looking right at Velas Jones. Because there's no way you can look at the plays that we've seen and say you expected this. I'm not even talking about just like what he can do on the field and stuff like that. Like when the game comes in, right, that's going to change completely. When the game play actually starts,
2: you hope that he's able to, I shouldn't say it's going to change completely. You hope that he's able to do that. You don't know if he's going to be able to do that. But when the game play actually starts, you don't know if he's going to be able to be that same level of player. But I'll tell you this, the -the over-the-shoulder catches, the going up and getting it, the speed I expected. The speed I expected. Like, I I expected rookie year of Velas Jones to be kind of Byron Pringle expectation-ish. Yeah, I mean? Like that dude that you say, all right, run really fast. We'll get the ball to you. Yeah, I mean, run, run. Go, go quickly, and we'll get the ball to you. That's what I expected out of Valus Jones this year. I'm seeing him do stuff that I wasn't expecting to happen. I'm seeing him make plays I wasn't expecting to be made by Valus Jones. He's going up there and getting it. He's coming down with it. He's fighting through. And I'll tell you this, the toughness of Valus Jones is something to be commended based on what I'm seeing earlier. He's not just going up there and just like, oh, I'm getting this clean. Like, they fighting with him. Bayless has really impressed me early on in this thing. Trying to double check and make sure. I think practice is still going on. So we'll probably get that, uh, the reaction to everything in that, uh, in that 12 o'clock hour. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, man. Do got some updates to the channel that I'm going to break down for you as well. Um just just youtube's a weird place man sometimes youtube's your best friend sometimes youtube's out to get you so we're going to break things down talking about uh some changes coming to the channel and how you can continue to get all your Chicago sports content still on youtube don't worry about it just trying to keep an eye on this uh this shit dig here so here's some of the guys that have really stood out to me early in this thing. And you know what? I started with Velas Jones. So I'm going to give you guys five players that really stood out to me early on in this game and breaking it down. So when you're talking about Velas Jones, right, the, the best part for me, number five for me, I guess, would be Valus. The best part for me is that they're talking about him being moved around. He's moving from Z to X. They want him to know everything that's happening on the field. He's working with Justin Fields in completely different places, completely different, uh, 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 using different skill sets on every spot. And he feels like, listen, the reason they drafted me is to be that gadget guy, to be that Debo Samuel kind of guy. Speaking of which, Debo got paid this weekend. That's what you want to talk about. Debo got the bag. I'm going to be real with you, though. Based on, like, a lot of the stuff we saw, less than I thought, but still getting the bag. But less than I thought. I'm not going to lie. The guaranteed money was great, though. But it's to the point, right, where when you talk about some of the guys we've seen this offseason, right, you talk about Bayless Jones, you talk about. Darnell Mooney and like the speed that they're moving at. And Darnell's another guy that's really impressed me, but they're running that four, three speed when I've seen them out there with other guys that I know are flyers. I'm talking about high flyers get to the Byron Pringle is not slow. But when I saw him compared to Velas Jones and
3: Mooney, he felt, it felt a little slow. Anybody else see that? Did anybody else see that? Just seeing kind of how they were moving and stuff, like it felt slow to me. And I believe he runs a four-four. So Bayless Jones, I
2: think he's going to be somebody the Bears can use a lot this season. Able to go up and get it, able to uh, uh, attack. I, I I'm going to be real with you, and I said this kind of when he was drafted. I think that his age is an asset. When you hear Bayless Jones talk, doesn't he sound like he's been in the league ten years? Doesn't he sound like he just understands what's going on? And who cares? What's he, 24, 25, something like that? Who cares if he can play? Like, Let's be real. If he plays for the Chicago Bears for 10 years, that was a good pick. If he plays well. And I like that the Bears are building a rapport with him early on. I'm not going to lie. I kind of feel good about a lot of the picks ryan P- uh, polls has made almost got me i stopped myself ryan polls has made as we've gotten into training camp now, i do want to hear kind of how things went as pads got on right i think the most intriguing one to me is doug kramer um kind of seeing what he did as pads get on especially knowing that i mean listen you brought in lucas patrick and there can be all this expectation on lucas patrick but when you're when you're uh, uh um talking about trying to find a diamond in the rough at, a, at, at Lyman. this is how you do it. This is how you do it. You know what I mean? Opportunity. Let's see if we can find something here. Uh, another player that's really stood out to me here, outside of Justin Fields. Now, these are outside of Justin Fields for me. And I think this is the most interesting one because a lot of these guys, it's not them talking about their situation. It's other guys talking about their situation. Kyler Gordon has really stood out early on in this in this uh, 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 training camp, especially in that first week. Uh, He's been a turnover machine for the Chicago Bears here early on. Now, like that, that does bring up some questions there. But I think the interesting thing is how he's getting those turnovers right is Justin trying to make a pass maybe being a little bit off with his wide receiver, but it's still hitting him in the hand. You hope they're able to bring that in in the regular season, not in that. But the tip pass into the hand of the of uh, Kyler Gordon has been prevalent all training camp. I like that. Because that means that you're, you're taking that split second. That's something a lot of guys that are veteran guys even have trouble doing, right? But you're taking that split second to say, okay, I need to adjust what I'm doing now because even though where I'm at, is in a good position to get this ball. He just tipped that. So now I have to make an adjustment based off of that. For him to be able to do that as a rookie, that is big. And I think that's going to be an asset for the Chicago Bears. I think he's going to be a really good piece for us. Um, And I think the, the, the biggest thing is, right, competency. There was no competency last season. There was no competency on this team in our secondary last season. You didn't have anybody that was worth a nickel
3: to play in the nickel to help out Jalen Johnson. The guy that you also think is really good. That's the part to me where I'm I'm keying in and I'm saying just having somebody opposite
2: that's competent, that's able to play the game, that's moving in, that's moving uh uh um um very very fluidly on the field. Now, guess what? Now I can't just focus on this guy because he sucks so bad. So now sometimes I do have to throw a Jalen Johnson's way. Now you get to see a breakout season from him. And again. Again, I want to reiterate this every time I say something big. I don't expect the Bears to be one of the most dominant teams in the NFL. I expect to be cooling you guys off halfway through this season. I expect to be waving a towel like, all right, Bears fans, calm down. Come on. Let's talk about this now. A hundred
3: percent I do. But why? Because I don't think that our schedule's that tough.
2: We have the fifth easiest schedule in the NFL. I think we can deal with the Detroit Lions. Don Burr, I see you in the chat.
3: (laughs) I see you in the chat.
2: I think we can deal with some of these struggling teams the, the New York Giants, the New York the state of New York as a whole I think we're good.
3: Even if we were bad I think we're good. But again, it's about understanding what the playbook is.
2: So these pieces I'm excited because not that I think this Bears team is going to
3: blow everybody out the water and go 14 and 3. Well, because I think this Bears team is finally gonna use a scheme that's gonna speak to what the players are good at on this team already. That's hilarious, Steve. Oh, that's a good joke right there. Steve
2: in the chat said Don Detroit is a lawsuit away from being an AFL a- a- AFLC. <laughs>
3: that was funny. i give you that one. I give you that one. Yeah. Don Corleone in the chat. Giants, Jets, Lions, Texans, Falcons and Jaguars. We worried about that? We have we 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 concerned? You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying that this Bears team is going to be crazy great, but I'm
2: looking at it and I'm saying, listen, I just need these players to be good. And a lot of the teams that you're going up against that I need Kyler Gordon to be really good against, guess what?
3: They don't have great quarterbacks. They don't have dominant quarterbacks. They have quarterbacks that are going to take some time to make decisions. So Kyler Gordon, another guy that's really stood out to me, Eddie
2: Jackson was talking about Kyler Gordon. He said he's just a freak athlete. Some of the plays he makes, it's not even his man. Uh, He's coming off his man, making plays on the ball, just seeing how very instinctive he is. He's smart. He's willing to
3: learn. He talks less, takes everything in. When you you have a guy like that, you know he's going to be special. When you have a guy like that, you know he's going to be special. That's that's the kind of thing you want to see in your secondary. Instinctive. Now, here's the thing, right? Do you have the ability to gamble? That's a huge question. Do
2: you have the ability to gamble on some of these plays? Do you have an ability to to uh 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 you know that that's not really and and we heard. Jalen Johnson talked about that a lot last year, right? And they were like, you didn't really have a lot of picks. You didn't really go after a lot of those gamble plays. Why Why was that? And he said, I mean, i was playing the best wide receivers in the NFL. When, when am I going to have time to gamble? You gamble, you lose. It's a touchdown. So I love the instinctive part of it, right? I love that. But I do want to see kind of how he's going to be able to... Uh, uh, um." What's the word I'm looking for? How he's gonna be able to essentially make that decision on the fly in a key moment, right? Like, hey, the, the ball's out. I'm let me make a break on this. It's where I thought it was gonna be. Or dang, I got bit. I, I bit on that, and now I'm getting cooked on the other end. Right. Like, and and listen, even with that, that's about having a good secondary, which gets me into my next guy that I think is really gonna have a good impact for the Bears. Jaquan Brisker. I don't know if y'all have heard or seen anything
3: about how Jaquan Brisker's been playing, but he's been balling. He's been balling for the Chicago Bears so far, in training camp anyway, right? It's all all in training camp.
2: Coach Floos was talking about him. He said, some guys are fast, but they don't know how to control their body to make plays. He has great body control, and you can see that adjusting to the ball in the air to make an interception. Adjusting to the alley, when the runner changes his angle to slow down, speed up, and maintain the inside-out angle to run the alley and make the hit. He's done a lot of those things. You can see it. It's evident on the tape that he has it. That's the time where you can kind of gamble a little bit, right? That's the time where you can talk about him being okay. All right, he's going to make this play. Uh, Kyler, it's okay if you break on that because I got this dude behind you that adjusts just as well, if not better. Now, right, this is training camp. It's going to be yet, it's going to change drastically based on what's on the floor or what's on the uh, field, what's happening during the game and stuff like that, right? But, like, based on what we're seeing right now, you've got a tandem that sounds like, and it's not just the Bears saying this, right? Like, this is what the national reporters are saying that are actually going to
3: training camp very different. This is what a lot of these guys are talking about, that there's some nice pieces out there. There's some pieces that are moving quicker than we thought they were going to move. There's some pieces that are developing quicker than we thought they were going to develop. That's big. That's big. And it's a testament to what the uh, what, what the Bears have going on right now. It's a testament to the new regime. At a minimum, if you can at a minimum at a minimum if you can see the development early
2: on. Then we're moving in the right direction. Whether that turns into 15 wins, 10 wins, six wins, three wins, whatever it turns into, right? If I can see the development, that means we're moving into the in the right direction. And if you can't see the development of the young players on this team, you're just not, you, you don't, you're burying your head in the sand because you don't want to see it. If you don't if you're not looking at the development of what we're seeing on this on this team, you're 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 burying your head in the sand cuz you don't want to see that that these guys are moving and that they look better.
3: Even the guys that have been here. Another guy that I think's really having a good
2: training camp so far. And this is wild to say, right? Like, it's not, again, like
3: I talked about it. We used to, like, convince ourselves. We used to convince ourselves. Oh, man,
2: like, if we just, maybe, but if, but if he does this, he can be so good. But if this happens, he can be so good. He'll be a great player. But if we make this... we're not having to do that this training camp. That's a different feel. Even Matt Nagy's first year, even in Matt Nagy's first year here, I remember J.D., Jeff Dickerson, talking about, listen, you can tell they're doing things different. You can tell the vibe is different. You can tell that the, uh, uh, um, the, the, the feeling around the
3: building is different, but X, Y, and Z are still problem. Throughout the season, Mitchell
2: Trubisky threw a pick here in practice. He threw this. He did this. He did made this play. This, he, he had a really nice ball here, but then the next play down he did it. Right? Like we saw that the entire time Matt Nagy was here. We're not hearing that as much. Yeah, there's some mistakes there. There's going to be mistakes in the real game. We're hearing that Justin Field, hey, listen, he threw a pick here. You know, uh,
3: Bayless, or, uh, uh, Bayless Jones had the ball, tipped off his hands. He's going the other way. He threw that pick. But then we hear four other plays where it's
2: like, great back shoulder pass here, great deep ball here, great got Cole commit in the end zone here, uh, end up running it in for the... So I like what I'm hearing about a number of guys, another guy that really stood out that I feel is having a very impressive training camp, at least in that first week, right? Uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, We've heard about his connection with Justin Fields and how that's been great and what they've done all all season. Uh, it showed evident in that first week of practice, it was big. Uh, he's been making impressive catches. He's been able to go up and get it. He's been able to uh, 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 um, some of the one-on-ones on Wednesday. When was the one-on-ones Thursday? I think um,
3: he hauled in a tough pass over the middle. He's been Justin's top target and he
2: has not and he has not disappointed. You can tell that they've been working together. Another guy that I thought was really impressive there, uh Luke Getzey was talking about him and one of his post-time uh, post get post practice pressers and he said he loves his mindset, loves his approach to the game, loves the way he attacks the classroom on and off the field. Uh, he's all business, not like an outspoken guy by any means, but he does a great job leading by example. Having really good conversations with him, he's someone that we're bringing the. Uh, he's someone that we're definitely going to be counting on this year
3: for sure. Another guy that Justin can count on that I think is primed to have a big
2: year. When you talk about Darnell Mooney, right, people are talking about him kind of in the regular, "Mm, this guy's okay, this guy's making this move, this guy's, like, they're talking about him like he's a guaranteed number two. And I just don't see it that way, right? Darnell Mooney was what? One of 11
3: guys to cross 1,000 yards last season? Wide receivers, I believe? It's not a lot. And he did that with three different systems. He did that with three different guys throwing him the football all season. That's something that's impressive. Now, what does he do when he's got continuity with a guy? There's that word again in Chicago. That's a hot button word right now in Chicago. When you're talking about Darnell Mooney, you're talking about a dude that had over a thousand yards with a lot of struggling guys last season. He was the only option. No, he actually wasn't. He was just the only one that was bringing the ball in. Now, how does he improve upon that? How does he improve
2: upon a thousand-yard season that he already had with struggling guys, and now, hey, guess what? He's got a quarterback back there that's solidified as the number one that he gets to work with, that he gets to build
3: a rapport with, right? You also have to think about he built a rapport with this guy in the middle of the season. I expect big things from Mooney. I think Mooney's going to put his name on the map this year, and I think
2: opposite of guys like Vailus Jones, guys like and hopefully Nikhil Harry does pan out. I think he's made some really nice plays. I will say this, right? Like, we all saw that, like, tip that it goes off his hands and, and gets in, intercepted, but I've also seen quite a few people dropping videos of Nikhil Harry actually making some big moves. Some nice, nice little hitch routes, nice comebacks. Um, get really beating guys over the top. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's what you want. That's what you wanna see. That's what you wanna hear. And I think we're hearing that now. And and, and I I'm excited about him, man. Um, and, and I think he's gonna be that big body that Darnell's gonna need. He's gonna be that big body opposite Darnell. He's gonna be one of the one of the three or four guys that's gonna have uh, 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 have to really show up for the Chicago Bears here. For Like, it's not just Darnell Mooney alone, right? Like, I think Darnell Mooney is a good enough receiver that he's going to be able to go out there and uh, 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 make plays no matter what. But it's about what everybody else does that makes him better. That's the thing about the football aspect of it. Like, the amount of things that have to go into just completing a pass to Darnell Mooney and the other guys on the rest of the team have to be able to be enough of a threat. For Darnell Mooney
3: not to be the only guy getting covered. Yeah, I mean, so like,
2: there's going to be a lot that plays into this season, but I'm really excited about what Darnell Mooney can bring to this team. Really excited. And I think he's the fact that he stood out in training camp just shows a testament to his work so far. Here's another guy, right? Haven't heard as much about him. And by the way, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us, man. We got 140 in the building. Hit that like button if you haven't done so yet, man. Appreciate you guys for showing so much love. We'll be live from 11 to 1. We're live from 11 to 1 every day, Monday through Friday. Make sure you guys follow us. I shouldn't say live, right? So it's a little bit different this week because we're live today because, um, Everybody else is out of town and Ringo's sick. So y'all send some prayers out to Ringo, man. Send him some tweets. Ringo dealing with a little bit of COVID. um, And it's really affecting him really tough. So send some love his way, man, on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, I think I seen him in the chat as well. So shout out to Ringo, man. Um, But yeah, your boy might be solo, I believe, tomorrow and Wednesday, maybe. Um... So I'll probably be live tomorrow and Wednesday, one way or the other. Um, But normally we do a pre-recorded show from and then we drop it from 11 to 1 Monday through Friday. Cashay been on us. She's in the chat. She been on us talking about, hey, man, y'all ain't dropped the show. What's going on? Uh, We got to make some pivots here. So we're definitely going to uh, uh, talk about that. But let me get this fifth guy out here and then I'll kind of talk about some of the changes that are going to come to the channel, and then we'll get into – hopefully by then, right, uh, the Bears will be at the podium. But if not, um, we'll have some more Bears talk coming you guys' way as well. Another guy that's been really nice, and we haven't heard a ton about him, but the plays that we've seen out of him, the video I've seen from him, has really shown that he's definitely improved at a minimum holding on to the ball uh, Cole I'm hoping he's in for a big year. I'll say this, right? Like, when you're talking about a guy that is going to be needed for Justin Fields to get the job done, especially with a run-heavy style defense, or offense, I should say, Cole Komet's going to be big. He's going to be your dump-down guy. He's going to be your guy over the middle. He needs to finally be that big body that's coming across the, the end zone and able to bring the ball down. But we've seen Cole Komet go up make some tough catches here. Um, they're already talking about him. Luke gets, he was talking about him, said he could do a lot of different things. Uh, the thing I like about football players more than anything is the guys that can do a lot of different things and make th- it makes them more valuable to the offense and more dangerous to the defense. Cole is one of those guys and has that flexibility. Here's the thing that I like about Cole, right? Cole can get out and block. And I think he's talking about, um, A, a, when, when they talked about Cole, or when Cole was talking about kind of how he could be used and stuff like that, he says he's feeling more comfortable. He likes this regime. He likes this staff. He likes the guys that are, that he's working with and, and everything that he's been able to learn from these guys, right? And, and that it just feels like it's more of an offense that's catered to his game. We've heard a couple of guys say this, by the way. Um, it feels like it's an offense that's more catered to his game. So now, How does he improve upon that? He's going to be so big, man. And just being able to be that big body that can go up and get it. I don't need to see a ton of deep passes to Cole Komet. I just need to see that end zone guy. You were with Jimmy Graham for two years. Two years? Two years. You were with Jimmy Graham for two years. And I understand Matt Nagy didn't put you in a great position. He kind of did the like, hey, Jimmy, we're not going to put you out there. We're just going to force feed the ball to Cole Komet and see what happens here. But but Cole's got to take this step this year and become that Jimmy Graham type of player. He's got to. He's so key to what the Chicago Bears want to do this season. He's so key. that if the Bears are going to take a step offensively, you have to be talking about Cole Komet being involved in that offense in some way, fashion, or form every single night. Now, that could be just being an extra guy out there blocking. And we saw Cole with some weak blocks last season. Those are things you can't do. Those are things that you cannot do. You cannot whiff on blocks. We saw Cole a couple of times last season, right? Not, Not playing the play to the finish not throwing a good block and then all of a sudden justin fields is laying on his back so those are kind of the five guys that really stood out to me so far in training camp um and and just hoping for continued success from him man honestly hoping from that for that continued success because when you're talking about the Bears playing well outside of Justin Fields, right? But when you're talking about the Bears playing well, those guys probably hold the biggest key to it. Maybe outside of like Vayles, I guess you couldn't say, because like I could see, I could see the Bears' style of offense doing different things. But at a minimum, on the defensive end. And it sucks, right, that you that your team is to a point, that our team is to a point where we have to rely on rookies to be that level of player. But it you're talking about a football team that you need Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker to be good for you to have a chance at being pretty good this year. For you to have a chance at being mediocre this year. You know what I mean? For you to have a chance of being mediocre this year, those guys have to stand out. Those guys have to excel. Your defense has to take a step here. And I think here's, here's going to be the tough part, Bears fans, and I said this coming into the season. I will not get fooled by another good year one. This season may be fun. This season, Bears may win more games than we think. This season, uh, we'll, we'll definitely stomp the Lions out. Uh, Don Burr, still see you in there. I love that Don Burr, no matter what, right, comes in just for smoke. I love it. Hey, Don Burr, you got a imposter out there, though. I seen Don Burr 2.0. I don't know that who that one was. Um, But. When you're looking at how this Bears team is going to come together, year one is nice. But if we finish in second place, now what do we do in year two? I saw year one. Saw year one of Matt Nagy. Saw year one of Mark Tressman. I've seen year one. People figure you out after year one. Oh, Don Bird, that's still you. He said, "That's me." They banned the other one on that channel. <laughs> they banned you, Don. Hey, Don said he. Don has got to be one of the greatest trolls on uh on Twitter or on YouTube. I should say he's got to be one of the greatest trolls on YouTube. I give you credit, Don. I give you credit. Um. Dang, that's funny, though. He said Eminem been in more Super Bowls than the Lions. That's pretty funny. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not getting fooled by year one anymore. Year one, we're playing a third-place schedule. Year one, we're playing a third-place schedule. What did we do? Okay, we dominated. In year two, what what happens now? We got a first or a second-place schedule. You get the crap kicked out of you.
3: So I'm not getting fooled by this season in the slightest.
2: I'll enjoy it. I'll have fun with it. I will report on it. I will break it down. I will be there to towel every one of you Bears fans off when the Bears end up winning six to seven games this year. We're moving in the right direction. I
3: agree with you. Calm down. Let's see what we do next year. And if they win 10, I'm going to have to get the water hose out for some of y'all.
2: <laughs> i'm gonna have to get the water hose out for some of y'all that's all i'm saying um uh, appreciate you guys tuning in and rocking with us man hit that like button subscribe to the page got another hour on this mug man hoping that the uh the bears do their press conference at noon normally they've been doing them at 11 but i guess they got out there a little bit later today so uh hope hope to get a a ish press conference on this um and if they do run it we'll kind of just react to it live and stuff like that i like to do that uh when i'm live on the channel. Also, do want to let you guys know about some updates to the channel. Um, We are going to be changing what we do for our short-form content. Why? YouTube has made it so, well, YouTube anyway in general is a very niche place, and they're kind of cracking down on some different things, and I've been hesitant to split up our content. but i think that the right move is to split it up and kind of section it off evenly so essentially what we're going to do is we're going to have three channels for the windy city breeze to start off and we'll expand from there but the main channel this channel that you're on right now the windy city breeze will be the channel that we go live from it'll be the channel that we do the daily show from it'll be the channel that we do bulls live calls from it'll be the channel that we do most of our long form content from and we'll break down that content based on uh, 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 differences that come in and stuff like that. But we want to give people a channel that is dedicated just to the team that they are here to see. Because some people are just here for Bulls content. Some people are just here for Bears content. Some people are here for both, and you'll still be able to get both. But we're going to separate it out. So we're going to have two separate channels, both for a specific team. So when you're talking about – where you're going to go for all your Chicago Bears. We're going to have a channel called the Chicago Bears Breeze, um, and you could subscribe to that. And that's going to drop all our short-form Bears content, everything short-form Bears. That's going to be over on there. So, like, the videos where I'm reacting, the videos where I'm doing uh, – uh, um. You know where we're doing draft breakdown just in short form. When we're doing, uh, uh, um, you know, I've done my my uh, top ten players heading into the twenty twenty two season. We'll continue that over there as well, um, and just kind of flood you guys with specifically Bears content because there's some people that just want to see that. We're doing the same thing for the Bulls content. I've got some content. Uh, we're getting all that pre recorded today, or not pre recorded, I should say. Uh, we're getting all that pre recorded. Um, Pre-uploaded today. So there'll be a bunch of videos that drop over there today. And we're we're gonna get both of those channels up and running today. The Bears one is pretty much ready to go. Um, so I'll drop a video over there as well. So make sure that you guys subscribe to that. I'll also put it in the community tab and you'll be able to access everything from there. And we'll get the bulls one ready to go today as well. We're still gonna be dropping bears content, we're still gonna be dropping bulls content on this. Channel, but it's going to be more long-form content. More of us doing this because this is kind of what YouTube is pushing for us right now. It sucks, right? Because I I like having everything in one place where you guys can find everything. But a lot of you guys are saying that you're not getting the notifications, you're not getting the updates, you're not getting the 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 uh, buzz for the video, you're not getting. And so we're going to kind of just move things around, and it's going to be a little bit of a step back. But hopefully, it ends up being a step forward by the end of it. I know that you guys will support that um and we're still giving you a ton of content you're essentially getting three times the content now uh but appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us as always uh did i have anything else there was that um i think that's pretty much it on that on the updates for the channel um If you guys haven't done so, also, yeah, I guess I should throw this up, Make sure that you cop that Bears merch for the season. We got Bears merch out now. Go check that out over on the channel. I actually need to update this um, because it doesn't have the Talk to Chicago Sports, How Chicago Talks, on there anymore. Um, Actually, you should be able to – maybe not yet. I got to check on that. They should have approved it. We're going to be uh, linking that store with our YouTube channel as well. But check out our Bears content, man. You can get that Windy City Bears con- or uh, Bears merch over there. Um, basically, just check out the website, twcbreeze.com. Shout out to everybody for showing love, man, and tuning in with your boy. Uh, we got a lot more stuff to get into here on today's episode um cache splitting content makes sense most platforms do it yeah i know it is it it, it, it's something that i've i've been hesitant against because i feel like a lot of people came here for the mix of all the content but we're still going to give you that you know what i'm saying we're still going to give you that mix of content we're still going to give you that um What's what? We're we're still gonna give you basically everything now. We're just gonna do it in a in a. The daily show will be everything: Chicago Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, all that stuff, which we gotta talk about them much too. And then the shorter form videos that I drop will go over there. So I've been I've been hesitant to do it, but you gotta grow, man. You gotta change. You gotta be able to. Compete. uh, A pivot. You got to be able to 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 adapt, adapt or die. That's what it comes down to, man. Uh, Let's get into more of this Bears content, man. Appreciate you guys tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel, Um, and and, and at a minimum, more NFL content, right? Uh, First day of pads is the day. First day of pads is today. I'm really the thing that I'm looking for most from the Chicago Bears on the first day of pads is how is this team's offensive line going to look? How is this team's offensive line going to look with pads on? Everybody has said, you can't tell what this line's going to look like until you put the pads on. You can't tell what this line's going to look like until you see them out there in pads. That's the biggest question now. And especially for the young fella, I think this is a big moment for the young fella in Doug Kramer Jr. Right? Because when when you're looking at uh um a huge loss in Lucas Patrick is he going to be the one that steps in there or and i think this will be the week you see it or is there going to be a pivot back to Cody White here playing that center position until Lucas Patrick comes back which is something that you do want to add in that's a look you probably want to see at some point. I would rather have Cody at his natural position. I hate that we swap the positions, but at a minimum, Cody's played that spot and Sam Mustapher is just not very good. You got to look around, make sure Olin Crute ain't coming when you say Sam Mustafer's not good. You got to make sure you look around. You got to make sure you look around. <laughs> I love you Olin. I'm just joking, brother. Um. Don't forget about the sky. Candace Parker's doing her thing. No, for sure. I'm, I'm a, a the sky content. So we're going to be live calling the sky in the playoffs on this channel. So you'll be able to get all your sky content for the playoffs on this channel. Hopefully we're talking about a back-to-back championship run, ladies. Let's go. But no, I, I'm so excited to see how this Bears offensive line is going to shape up. Because right to me, today's
3: the day where we're going to figure out are any of these guys real? Are any of these guys real? You know what I mean? Like, today's the day where we're going to figure
2: out, okay. Or at least see, I shouldn't say figure out, where you're going to see initially,
3: hey, you got Riley Reef in here. You got, like, these guys did okay last year. They were pretty good players. How are they going to handle guys that, We're able to get big sacks. Then we're able to set Bears records. How you gonna deal with that? Coming past you, attacking you. Especially if you're at that left tackle position. That's still a question mark for. That's still a question mark for us at that left tackle position. Riley Reeves played a little bit there, but he hasn't played a ton. And when he did play there, it wasn't, oh, wow, this guy's really got it. Michael Schofield's going to be an interesting one to see as well. I
2: think it's going to be it's going to be tough to see kind of how this Bears team adjusts
3: to the loss of Lucas Patrick. John Moore, welcome to the Breeze Superfans, man. Appreciate you for joining up. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see kind of what the what the addition. Did I say Riley Reef? I see in the comments. Where they put pads on tomorrow, not today.
2: Well, everybody that's a that's a Bears insider said they're putting pads on today, so today's the day they're putting pads on. I'm gonna believe them over you, my guy. Uh did I say Riley Reef? I definitely meant
3: Michael Schofield. <laughs> Who's probably gonna play guard for us? You know what I mean.
2: It was switched to today. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, I I was gonna say, I know
3: I woke up today and was like, they definitely put pads on. Um uh, <laughs> But here's here's my here's the biggest thing, right, that I'm really looking for out of this offensive line. How do they move? How do they move? What was the stat that popped up for Justin Fields last year?
2: What was the stat that impressed us after the season that we saw Matt Nagy not run enough? What was that stat? How, and and hear the wording here, not how good, how great
3: Justin Fields was when the pocket moved. how great Justin Fields was when the pocket moved
2: and we got the Bears live press conference here let me see if uh if anybody's talking yet this is what i wanted uh this is what i wanted to get into we're going to we're going to react to this live in here okay so we got coach Fleuce at the table how long you been talking ah, A minute we'll go back a little bit hold on here hold on a second here uh let me add this in here. Share screen. La-da-da. la da Don't worry about that. There we go. Wow. Let's get that on the screen.
4: Um, and we had a chance to visit with uh, three of the girls' uh, flag football teams as well um, after practice. And there we go. Cool, uh, to talk to those guys and see how it's going, see how they're progressing. Um, it, with their teams, so that was pretty decent. That was cool. So I, after practice, I talked to uh, the team about how I was impressed how they came back off of the day off.
2: Y'all can hear, hear that, an right?
4: Important piece, because during the in season, you're going to have a day off. You're going to come back to Wednesday's practice, and man, you got to
5: be wired in. You know, and those guys for the most part did that. I the operation was good. Uh, we had a lot of good situations today again. Uh, we
2: a Drop a thumbs team. up if you can that hear.
5: That was great that operation. I uh, dope, 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 learn, dope, We'll be able to learn from that. That's a big piece of that. So, uh, other than that, will open up questions. Yes. Yeah, so tomorrow's first pass. Uh, we're doing that tomorrow and, and the next day. You know, so we got them two days in a row.
2: I guess you was right, my boy.
5: Uh, what we expect out of that is really you get thought they was
2: doing pass today. He lied.
5: You know, so far – You've seen pass rushers rush against offensive tackles who have no pads on. Uh, you've seen the run blocking with no pads on. It's hard to evaluate that. And I'll kind of talk about that in the spring a little bit. And when you get the pads on, now you can really see guys will either rise or they'll fall a little bit based on pads. Um, I've seen it every year. So we're looking for that. We're looking for guys that can be play with leverage, uh, play with the pads on. Hey, listen. That are physical. My bad, I doubted you, my boy.
3: <laughs> well, I would just say that, you did yeah, um, you know, you try to do
5: your very best to see when the plays are being made, you know, because it's hard to call sacks. It's hard to call, you know, where he would uh, invade the rush you know, or, you know, guys making plays you know, on that, in that season. It, it, it is difficult at times, but you can see it. You can see when guys are, are executing at a high level. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm not mistaken. Well, I think it's just more of a ramp up. If off, a day off. And to me, it makes more sense to go like this when that happens, rather than trying to go here and you know, say saying up and down. So I would rather ramp up into it. Um, I think it's better for the players to get them back in the swing of things and then put the pads on. So um, it's an exciting time. You know, it's everybody in the league is doing it, and, you know, it's everybody involved is doing it. They put the pads on for the first time, it's still exciting. You know, guys, who that have been doing it for 10 years, are still excited about it. And I'm still excited about it all these years. football. So um, it's going to be a big day for us all. I thought it was good. There was a lot of good plays. Shots out the field, uh, made some good plays. Um, I thought the operation was good. And really, we talked to the offense there just thought getting lined up in being crisp our alignments and our motions and having the tempo uh, to put the pressure on the defense. You know, when you line up in a quick manner, in motion uh, with a crisp manner, and then snap the ball, you're not giving them time to line up and adjust make the calls on defense. So I think that uh, they're doing a good job with that. That's a work in progress. That's something. Um, Yeah, he's still in that same category as working with trainers, but I was, uh, Thomas Graham is a guy that's a little bit longer. It's going to take a little bit longer now. Uh, we've got the news this morning that's going to be a little bit longer for him. So He's dealing with the soft tissue. He's dealing with the hamstring. So we thought it was less. They're saying it's not progressing the way it is, so it's going to be a little bit longer. I won't give you a timetable on it, but we'll be back in the back. Yeah, I'm not in the middle of that. So I really can't say that there's progress, not progress. That that's Ryan and him working together. So uh, I don't really have an update on my part. I just know that he's being a professional. He's in the meetings and he's doing a good job with helping the other players. You know, and he's again, he's still on TV. So. Um, you know what? It's just you got to play it day by day day by day and I think that uh, it's going to be what it is. So when he gets off the U.P. and he's working with uh, Ryan and gets that done, we'll see what happens and it's day by day. When it happens, we'll make our adjustment plug plug and play. The big thing is is for him to stay in while he's on the U.P. is to do a good job of staying in mentally, which he's doing, um, and to really get the metal reps. When we're doing the walkthrough he's standing behind and getting the metal reps. Yeah, that, that's uh, what we always look at. It's, it's called functional intelligence. So can you have the intelligence you know, in the classroom? That's great. You know, can you draw it up on paper? That, that's really good. Can you function in the walkthrough? That's a slower pace. And then when everything moves, can you have that functional intelligence to play the game? Um, and that's a very important piece of this. Um, you know, some guys will excel in that. Some guys are quick-minded, and, and they, want, they want to have the core, and they love that. The offense, you know, we're putting in new plays every day, you know, we're, we're changing up the scheme every day, so we're still adding plays, you know, as we go and he's learning the scheme and he's, he's learning his footwork within that play. And he has this footwork right, ball's good, looks great. That's
3: what he's continuing to do. Yeah.
5: Talking about that footwork again,
2: right? I gotta get these mics fixed up
3: in, up in Alice, bro.
5: Defensive alignment, you know, the one thing you ask the offensive line is, hey, what do I dislike most about defense alignment? Obviously the talent factor is, is the big one. And the second one is the guy who goes hard every play. You know, a guy that's he doesn't take plays off. That's what that's what Mo does. Mo just goes hard every play. He's made a career of it. And um, you know, that, that's what we want all our guys to You know, then you add the you add the talent piece there with which Mo has, and then you also Is in a limited.
2: I just wanted to make sure it wasn't
5: me. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think that safety group is a, is a, is a high-energy We're
4: going to have the officials in here coming up, so you know, that's going to be really good to it too. To, they're going, to, they're do going to do it, and we got to, you know, we got to work with them uh, to manage the game and communicate with them as well. So um, you can't do enough of that. You know, we're going to do a lot of that. You know, we're going to do a lot of uh, those types of drills, and also a lot of just play it. You know, call it. I think that's really good for the coordinators, where that's not scripted, and it's good for the, the players. Got to rip we, the coordinator rips the call. Everybody's got to get lined up and execute the play. And we're gonna do a lot of those periods as well. Matt, not, not, not a lot of teams employ a full time fullback. You know, sometimes they just put a tight end there. What do you like about having the little ones? What does that say about maybe the identity that you guys want to have? Is it fair to say they might be related? Yeah, I think I think it is. I think when you can have a fullback or a tight end that can play that position, um, you know, that was always one of my questions, you know, early in the week. Defending guys, you know, can he play the fullback spot? Does he play the fullback spot? Because it creates, um, you know, more gaps in the running game when you have that lead back in there, and and you certainly have to be mindful of that defensively. You know, are you going to play nickel? Are you going to play base? What, what are you going to do uh, to those different personnel groups, albeit um, 12 or 21, whatever that might be? And uh, yeah, it's it's a big advantage for the offense to have that guy.
0: How much, of, how much of
2: a look will Dominique Robinson get as Quinn gets further and further into the mix? And and Will he be, like, kind of pushing the background with pads on, or is he intrigued you? Maybe you want to see
6: more. Yeah, I
4: don't, I don't think so. I think he's, he's intriguing, um, you know, to me and to the defensive coaches. And he's shown that. And uh, we're excited for the pads, though, to see the pass rush, if that stays with the pads on, you know, and then also the ability to play the run, you know, because you got to play head up on the tight end, outside the tight end. You know, you'll play your five technique. you got to do all those things and then be able to function when we do call certain movements. He's got to be able to, uh, to function there.
2: Anything he's shown in particular, maybe that's it—that you've seen without pads that that will be more
1: telling in pads.
4: Yeah, he's just shown that he can—he can slip the corner. You know, he's got a really good knack for that uh, to bend. Um, and to keep everything pointed towards the quarterback, so we're excited to be able to see that coming forward.
6: As you evaluate Kyler Gordon inside of the nickel versus
5: outside, how, how do you weigh uh, the options of if he's, for example, the nickel? Who plays on the outside, and how is that balance of, in terms of Kyler's development at either spot versus what you want for
4: this season? Yeah, I think that's a balance. It's a balance. It's balance. It's a balance. It's, it starts it's with nice. mentally, can he handle? both, you know, doing those things, you know, inside, outside, and then also, you know, the technique and fundamentals, the physical side of it, can he handle it? And, uh, and he's doing a good job so far. He's he's really good with his assignments. Um, he's getting better with his techniques. There's a lot of techniques inside there, you know, that, that you play with inside that you don't play outside. So there's uh, there's a balance there where he's got to learn that. Um, and he's doing he's doing really well with that, and the coaches are doing really good. You know, James Rowe, David Overstreet, those guys are really working hard with him, you know, in the mornings to get him prepared for practice. Um just want to go back to game management for a second. You It was your first year in the league. The league's changing a little bit. You know, teams are going for a fourth and one. Field goes on fourth and two. Early in, do you a risk taker? Do you see yourself? I'm going for every fourth down. We're never going to punt. We're just going. Um uh, he
2: said, I'm yeah, going no, for any I mean, fourth down.
4: You know, it depends where you are in the field, right? It depends on who you're playing. It depends on how, how confident you feel with your group, you know, getting those yards, whatever that yards are, you know, one, two inches, whatever it is. And uh, you go with your you go with your gut. You know, you use your analytics to tell you what's right, what you think is right, and then I think you go with your gut. I am a risk taker, yes, sir. Yeah. Questions about it carry game in terms of his versatility. And how rare is it to have a fullback to go down the field and make a uh, catch like he did? Oh, that's no, that's crazy. great. I yeah, mean, to be sure. able to stretch the field with a fullback, so when you get into 21 and you move him around, and he's a viable option in the passing game, deep. you know. So typically, you know, those guys will line up there and they'll turn around and stand there. Well, not him. He's got the whole tree available to him. So we're excited about all our backs being able to do that. That creates a lot of pressure for the defense, for sure. If
1: you evaluate, uh, if you evaluate, Pilot Gordon inside versus outside. <sighs> how much you have to look
2: at the group as a whole. Hey, he said he going for it all. Or or I ain't mad at level.
4: it. You have to, no doubt. It's it's like a puzzle. You're trying to fi- fit it together and put the best guys out there. And does and this combination of corners better than this combination? And you also have to look up, look at matchup. You know, so it's a week to week thing. You know, so sometimes it might look different week to week. Where it's based on a matchup situation we like. And then down by down and distance, you might like a certain matchup better on third down in two minutes than you do on first and second down. So that's all, all encompassing. Thank you. All
2: right. That was Coach Fluce, man. Heard some good things from him there. Um, Gonna to react to some of the stuff that we heard. Appreciate you guys tuning in and rocking with us, man. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We'll be live pretty much throughout the whole press conference, um, breaking down some of the things that we heard. Uh, from Coach Flus and a lot of the different guys, man. I, I like what we're hearing about kind of what they're doing with Kyler Gordon there, right? Like, to me, you want to see this guy moved around. And Jaquan Briscoe, you want to see these guys moved around on that defensive end. Um, he's not going to give us anything on Roquan, right? Like, thats I think that's the funniest part, right? Like, we keep asking for, hey, are we going to get something on Roquan? What do you got on Roquan? Give me this on Roquan. Like, they're not giving us anything on Roquan Smith. Um, I I don't anticipate that they'll be giving us anything soon on Roquan Smith. That's going to be a deal that's just going to either get done or or it's going to go into the season. I think that they will get it done. I I gave the Bears credit for how they've handled that. They put him on that PUP. That's exactly what he's supposed to be on. Um, We got a little bit of an update kind of from – I didn't know Thomas Graham had went out due to injury, so we got a little bit of an update there. Um, and that he's still having some issues there. Thomas Graham was a really, really nice piece for the Chicago Bears last season, somebody that I thought the Bears were going to be able to get in and use, um, and then they just kind of never did, right? Like, And then it, finally at the end of the season, when everybody was down to COVID, they're like, hey, this guy also can play football. He, was, I'm not going to lie to you. he Thomas Graham was the main reason why I said the Bears should have fired uh, 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 Sean Desai, because you looked at this dude the entire season while you had Kendall Vildor, and the rest of that trash heap that we had to watch last season. And you were just like, oh, yeah, like, no, he's not better than them. But then immediately when he got out there, he was better than them, right? So, like, I'm I'm intrigued to kind of see what this, where, uh, uh, how that injury plays out. Because I think that takes, takes a little bit away from your corner depth. Um, I thought he was a really nice piece. I really want to see what he can do in his second year, and I think he's that perfect piece to be in that backup role behind Jalen Johnson, behind uh, 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 Kyler Gordon, right? Because he's a guy that, right, when you watched him last season, it was kind of like, yeah, he's good, he's okay, he's got this in his game, he can make some plays, but he's not the guy that I want starting in that position, right? I love him in the in the role that he's going to be playing here for the Bears, uh, and I'm really excited to see. I hopefully hopefully he's back sooner than later because I think he's going to be really nice. Anything stand out for you guys uh, uh, um, in in hearing what Coach Flus kind of said there? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I caught bits and pieces of it uh, as we got. Uh, is this Pringle? I think Pringle's at the podium here now, so we'll go back to that.
6: As far as uh, kind of your stature within the room compared to where you were in Kansas City. Uh,
0: I'm just a, a silent leader. I lead by example. I'm not really a vocal leader, but I always wanted to do is that work hard uh, from blocking to finishing downfield. And uh, it's just a new schedule, like the, the, the training camp schedule a little different. So I just had to, after last week, I had to go back and just give me a better itinerary for this, for the rest of the camp. But it's just a little different. Everything different. Playbook different. Uh, the time different, uh, so I'm just getting my body used to the timing and, and everything. What about
6: your standing within the group? I mean, in Kansas City there were guys ahead of you and here that you are expected to be one of the more prominent veteran,
0: established guys. Oh, man, just just work, you know what I'm saying, get the guys the tools that I have and, and learn from – I'm the type of player to learn from the guys around me. And uh, obviously I did that my past uh, four seasons in Kansas City, so, like, here learning from, like, Mooney, uh, Nikhil, like, David Moore, like, even, like, Chris Finke. Like, them guys, like, they come in and work and, and learn different things. They may be smaller, they may be bigger, just things, the tools to add to my bag. I know it's, early,
1: it's only been a week, but how do you feel like the offense is kind of coming
0: together and you're building that chemistry with Justin? Oh, everything, every, everything going well. We're just working, uh, trying to stay on top of the, the classroom part of, of things. and. Uh, Going out and execute at a high level.
1: Different about joining an offense that's trying to establish itself versus one that was already established, like you were in Kansas City.
0: Uh, just about communication on that part. Like, well, when we out there, everybody just need to communicate and uh, just let each other know what's going on. Like, for me, if I see blitz, it's something that was big in Kansas City. Like, I alerted to the quarterback or to the lineman or to the player next to me, so so we can hurry up and. uh that's just a little thing from my, my point of standpoint that I advice I give a dude if we out there and they come zero coverage and and we just let each other know like hurry up hurry up on the route.
3: How would you compare
1: all the guys that your fellow receivers that you're competing with?
0: Do you feel like you're at the top of that list to be starter? Me personally, I don't care who are ahead of me, I don't care who on the side of me, I don't care who behind me. I'm worried about myself because if I worry about them, then I make me lose focus at the sight, that was going, the things that going on, the task at hand. Be ready to, ready to roll. You know what I'm saying? We've
1: heard you and your teammates talk a lot about run blocking, especially with the wide receivers. How much is that being harped on in the wide receiver room, and is it more than in the past few?
0: Oh no, it's it's big everywhere you go because that's that's gonna open up the pass game uh, in reality. So you got you want to block for those running backs and and. For your your buddies who catching the screen, uh, it gonna open up the pass game. So blocking is a big thing in in the offense. So right.
5: you Harry and uh, EQ are kind of similar players in terms of second team and looking to kind of prove something. Do you look at each other and motivate each other? Even look at each other's stories and kind of see each other in this competition.
0: Oh man, me personally, I'm I'll never be in competition with nobody. But we help each other. Yes, because that's what teammates do, that we want to be great, you know what I'm saying? But Fives, uh, looking at each other like being in competition, no. Because EQ being his offense, he helped us, you know what I'm saying? He he let us know what things we could have did better here and there, and, and vice versa, from me and Nikhil giving him advice as well.
1: How would you compare Justin Fields' style of leadership and communication to Patrick Mahomes?
0: Oh, man, I'm not no big guy in comparison, nobody, because that's like Justin ain't real about Pat. Patrick ain't real about Justin. But both of them got, have great leadership, and Justin will get on you if, if you're not doing the right thing. Patrick will, too, so there's really ain't no comparison. I don't like comparing people.
1: Can you
0: give an example of something where Justin's got on you and, and, and made it clear to you that? Oh, man, I lined up wrong <laughs> in the formation. <laughs> I lined up in the wrong formation. and uh. But that's what quarterbacks do, you know what I'm saying? That's leadership. That's not him harping up on on me or nothing like that. He ain't nothing for me to get upset about. He want to win. I want to win as well. If that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take. And not only just him getting on me, anybody. What's something
1: within his skill set that has left a, a big impression on you now that you've had months to work together?
0: Oh, man, he 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 definitely can move, move the safeties around. He, he can extend plays for sure. I always heard about it. Uh, and especially with him coming out of college being able to keep play alive and uh I just got to get my part down which side he going to roll to cuz it's like I don't know like cat and mouse he run the opposite way I run and I'm running a different way so I just got to get on his page.
1: What do you take away from what do you take away from today's 2 minute drill for the offense maybe some of the like execution things that maybe you guys can do better tomorrow.
0: Oh man uh just when they jump outside just be ready to go uh, uh, a lot of the, uh, just communication. Two minutes about communication, first off. Uh, just being able to communicate throughout uh, the receivers relating, I mean the quarterback relating to the, the receivers, receivers relating it to the tight ends, and everybody just be on the same page. Because you can go from a pass play to a screen to a run play and off a, a switch of a, a hand. Formation. Right.
4: Formation. Some mistakes are going to happen, right? But how difficult is this, like, I
0: guess, new offense that you're coming into? What's it like to try to pick it up? Oh, no. At first uh, it was a little difficult, but now it started to all make sense uh, for a lot of guys in the room. It just, like, the first, uh, like, OTAs week, it was, like, new for everybody. But, uh, again, he a leader. He, he want to make sure you're doing the right thing. And uh, he trying to go win, not trying to be behind. try to
2: Bro, we got to get some better mics in this joint, bro.
0: What's the question? Yeah, it's just the the formation just, I don't know. It was just different for me. Marlon, one of your catches today, it seemed pretty apparent that Eddie Jackson would have been able to put a big hit on you. Do you feel those things coming? And the oh, yeah. Things you to you after that, like I would have lit you up on that? Yeah, he did, but <laughs> me, me personally, I already know where what he, what he, what he was coming from. He just had to do what he had to do. That's my it? boy. Oh, he said it was going to be a pick. Then some of his play, team, me, some people on the defense or somebody I'd have been in the hospital, but oh hey, I'm, I'm a, I see him. I'm not going to blink my eyes. I'm going to keep smiling. So <laughs> put me to, he got to lay me out because I ain't going to get out. You told me it was <laughs> going to be a pick, why it wasn't pick? Because I called it. It, it. If it was a pick, he would have picked it, correct? <laughs>
2: Byron Pringle from the Chicago Bears, there, man, giving some good content. I love that he's always got a smile on his face too. I'm not gonna lie to you that I don't know why. Like it's something so simple, but I just be like, oh, bro, like he loves being here. He enjoys being here. Um, basically said they had he had a nice play there with Eddie Jackson. I think he's gonna be an interesting piece for the Bears this season. Um, I don't know how much he gets involved in this offense. He was a big acquisition for us. And Ryan Poles really believes in him. But I, I don't know right like how much Justin is going to favor him. Um I what I do like is is how they've talked and somebody that we I really didn't talk about, right? But that is having a pretty good uh training camp as well. A name that I thought the Bears bringing him in was a it was a non factor. Okay, they brought him in. It is what it is, right? But um Equinamia St. Brown, they call him EQ when they were talking about him. Uh Equinamia St. Brown really having a nice little off season here or training camp here for the bears. And he's a big piece for what they want to do. Right. Because just like Lucas Patrick, he's somebody that can come in and can uh, uh, teach this offense to new receivers. You've got a lot of new receivers here. Valus Jones. I mean, literally you've got all new receivers here. If we being be a hundred percent honest, right. Byron Pringle, Velas Jones, uh, uh, um, Equinemius, we got them back at the podium here that just, just love them. What we're seeing from, uh, you know, from the, this Bears team working together here in training camp and making big plays, they flying through it today, bro. Like, bro, the other times it was like a fifteen-minute delay in between uh, people in this one. him. was it like
7: being one
4: of
7: the more experienced forces in the room? Um, even with the experience. Uh, it's still, it's still room to learn. You know, each year um, I approach each year as if it's my first year and uh, take notes and stuff as if I didn't know the scheme. So. But it feels good. Are you
4: able to kind of help out guys as you see them making mistakes or something with
7: their fits? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, just giving them a couple tools uh, to pick up a couple things faster. And uh, that's pretty much it.
1: Camp, where it gets either frustrating or annoying to have sack opportunities, and yet it becomes a completion, and you guys don't really get the credit for what you did defensively.
7: Nah, it's it's camp, um, it's practice. So um, me personally, I don't really keep track of you know how many sacks I got in practice. I just keep trying to get them, you know. And uh, when they count, they count you know, <laughs> on, on Sunday. So. Just pretty much working on pad level technique, um, just getting uh, back in the swing of things. Um, sometimes when you're getting pads, pads, um, you got to really hone in on your technique. You know, sometimes that kind of it, it gets a little out of whack a little bit.
1: Can you tell kind of where you're at right now, though? I mean, you talk about pad level, like maybe you're playing too high, like when you're able to rush the passer now. When you're going against an offensive line that doesn't. Tell things that, okay, tomorrow when we're in pads, I need to do this differently. I like where
7: I'm at with this. Yeah, sometimes in practice uh, you feel it, and then when you see it on tape, it uh, gives you that confirmation. And uh, you know exactly what you need to do and what you need to hone in on uh, the next day. And then you just keep doing it uh, day in and day out uh, to get better at whatever that may be. I was
4: talking about you a few minutes ago, and you said that you go hard every play in practice all the time. How much pride do you take in that? Is that something that you've always done? Is that something you learned? Have you done that since the day you started playing
7: football? Uh, yeah, that's something I learned at a young age. Um, I think basically, like uh, you, you wanted to, you, you don't want to have to think. I need to go hard. It need to be like a natural reaction. So um, by doing it every day on Sundays, it's just natural. You know, it's like, wow, this dude played lights out. He played hard. You know, so it becomes like natural instincts. Um, I think that that it actually makes the game that much easier when you do it every day in practice. So that's something I take pride in. I think you mentioned
0: that you
1: had a procedure and an injury in the
7: offseason. Is that right? I'm not sure. (laughs) 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 How are you feeling now? Uh, I feel great. I feel great, Uh, as we can see, flying around out there. So we're good. um when i, I always I always critique myself on like if it's a great if it's a good play i always try to figure out uh try to figure out how can i make it better and if it's something that um i'm not doing too well uh i just go back to the basics of it and try to you know fix the root of the problem and just keep working on it until it looks different on film so Pretty much it. You need to get a
4: hold of the young guys tomorrow and tell them, 'em. Don't get too excited about this pads thing. Everybody everybody calm down. <laughs> this is not unusual to see rookies
7: go um and- to be honest, I mean that's the approach I think you should take like every day with the pads <laughs> because some days you're not gonna feel too good, but I feel like if you go into the practice though you wake up and you go into the situation with the right mindset and um, you have a pretty good day, you know. So usually, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing going being super excited, you know, other than, you know, you do got to realize and understand it's going to be a long camp. <laughs> you your first how practice when
4: you were a rookie? Do you yeah. Never, what, what was it like?
1: Were you nervous,
7: no, nah, I wasn't nervous, but I was definitely like what you just said, super excited. And uh, it's different when you're younger, your recovery process is a little a lot quicker. So, I mean, it's 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 cool, you know, you, you don't really think about the, how long camp is and stuff like that, how long the season is, you're just going. <laughs> so, aside, knowing Eberfluss as
1: well as you do, how have you seen him? Of embrace that
7: head coaching role and kind of take that step. He's relaxed. Like he's he's like he's uh he's always watching. He's always evaluating. Uh, he may be a little bit more intense as a defensive coordinator actually so but uh it's cool to see actually. It's cool to see. How would he get intense as a
1: defensive coordinator? <clears throat> Say that again. I'm sorry. How would he get
7: intense as a defensive coordinator? Like
1: what would rile him up?
7: Everything, <laughs> um, no, nah, just guys not running to the ball. Guys not uh, giving maximum effort, and uh, that 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 that's an easy way to get them going. <laughs> not give ma- maximum like, <laughs> effort. <laughs> what are your impressions of Dominique Robinson, so far. Excuse
2: me. What are your impressions of Dominique Robinson so far? Shoot, he uh, can't hit them um,
7: there. Maybe it ain't the mics. I think he's a great, talented uh, young pass rusher. Um, He's gonna be great. He's gonna be great. Uh, he comes in every day. He works hard. I see him in here early, taking care of his body. You know, so sometimes, as a young, uh, a young pass rusher, you know, some guys don't don't actually have that. You know, so he's he's locked in and he's eager to get better each and every day. So he's gonna be great. When you were in
1: Indy, Iberflus's uh, defense made a big impact that first year when everyone was being introduced. Is there
2: something about the way? He teaches or is taught that allows this defense to kind of hit the ground running, you know, right from the beginning.
7: Uh, absolutely, but most importantly, you know, it's just getting the right guys. We have the right guys that that want want to buy in and want to do it. You know, once you get the right guys, I think uh, it's it's that much easier to be able to take what the coaches um, teaching and and apply it. So,
1: not seeing a mistake and letting it go past without correcting it. How does he do that in a way that's constructive and and for a player not annoying? Like, yeah, we get it. You know, like every single thing is corrected every day, right?
7: Um. You you can't never take it personal, you know. So, if you're not taking it personal and you you're open to be coached. It's that easy to take the constructive criticism and uh, be able to, you know, apply it, you know? So this is all about just having the right mentality and understanding that everything we're doing is to win. And I think that if you, like I said, if you're able to, you know, not take it the wrong way, you good. And then also is when a coach is giving you what they're giving you, and you you're taking it in the right way and you're applying it and it works. Then it's easy for you to really listen, you know, and really just buy into whatever he's trying to coach or whatever he's trying to get uh, through to you. What
1: are your personal goals for this season?
7: Um, it's just to be able to help, help the team and uh, be consistent um, each and every week, um, and just uh, most importantly, get to the quarterback. <laughs> you know, and uh, hit the quarterback as many times as I can. You know, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I don't really have a particular number, but just to do it as many times as I could do it.
1: Obviously, you're comf- or you're very familiar with the expectations Ibriflus has with the hits, philosophies, and all that. Do you think the team is meeting those expectations right now, or is there ways to go before you're really humming with hits?
7: I think each day we're getting better, and I think each day we get out there, um, you see a significant um improvement, you know. So it's 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 great to be a part of and it's great to see.
2: All
7: right. Thanks, that was Al Khadiq
2: Mohamed. He's gonna be a big part of what the Bears wanna do this season. Um I I really like his insight, man. It's it's really gonna be interesting to see if he can build off of what he did last year. Uh and another guy, right, who's coming in on the other side of the ball who's gonna be able to Uh, um, who's going to be able to push or or not push, who's going to be able to kind of implement those things that uh, the DC uh, Allen Williams and that uh, uh, um, coach Fluce wants to put in, right? He's been in the system. He's worked with these guys. He's played this game. He understands what the bears want to do in these different positions. He understands how this team wants to attack. He understands how this team uh, wants to get after it, right? Defensively. And so, I'm really excited to see kind of what he's going to bring to this defense. He had six sacks last season on a really good defense, and so I mean you got a lot of guys that are that were able to get after the quarterback on this defensive line. That's going to be huge. The fact that like I get it, right? Like we talk about all the Bears and defense. Like I'm I'm tired of the Bears and having these defensive uh, 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 or, or focusing on the defensive side of the ball, focusing on getting things done on the defensive side of the ball. But when you're looking at the spots that Ryan polls is looking right when you're looking at, okay, what's he, what's he trying to add here? Where's he trying to add here? It's on that line. That line makes such a difference. And so I really like what al Muhammad can bring to this team. Um, and and I'm I'm excited to see kind of what he, what I, the fact that we're gonna see those guys going up against the Bears and pads tomorrow, all right? Like they lied to us. But that we're gonna see those guys going up against the Bears and pads tomorrow gives me I, I feel like there there's gonna be a good indication of what this offensive line can do and how they're gonna be able to make different things happen, right? Um, when when you're talking about uh, uh um Robert Quinn, Muhammad. Um, why can't I think of buddy name on the, the other DN? Uh uh um on the tip of my tongue. I keep thinking Seven J. Y'all know who I'm talking about, the other dude. Yeah, you know I mean yeah, the other guy. Um can't think of his name right now. But uh uh um Travis Gibson. There we go. Travis Gibson. Um when when you're thinking about him right coming on the attack with pads on coming into next season, gets you a little bit excited to me.
6: Seemed like we executed pretty well. I haven't watched the tape yet. Uh, felt good out there. Felt like we um, were on the same page up front. Thought we had a good day, but that's just you know, first reaction coming off the field. It's always, it is always something to get better uh, when you watch the tape, and looking forward to doing that.
4: How often does that change when
6: you watch the tape? You know, it's funny. There's a saying that um, it's never as good as it felt on the field when you watch it on tape, and then it's never as bad as it felt when you watch it on tape. So there's always something to correct and get better at. And, uh, you know, that's that's why we're here. That's that's the whole meaning of training camp. So.
1: As a group, how do you guys fortify a patience over this next month to understand that there's going to be some bumpy spots, some some clunkiness at times just because everything is new when you're trying to put a lot of different pieces together for the first time?
6: Yeah, I think that's uh, just going to be all year, really. Uh, we have a lot of young guys on our side of the ball, and patience is just something that Coach Getze has been preaching us. And um, there's kind of a fine line, though, you know, patience and urgency. You know, And um, I think with who we got at quarterback, there will be no problems with urgency at all. <laughs> but. Uh, the patience thing maybe we'll have to work on uh, but I'd rather be urgent than, than patient for sure.
1: Right, Specifically what do, you, what do you see in Justin that tells you that that, that urgency is, is foot to the gas?
6: Yeah I mean I think anyone who watches practice can see just how determined and focused number one is and when he's the leader of your offense it permeates throughout every unit on the, that side of the ball so uh, I, again, I, I don't see us have a problem with urgency. What
4: elements of
1: this offense excite you the most? What do you look forward to doing once the game actually
6: works? Setting the tone in the run game, I think. Uh, being play side, um, being at the point of attack is personally what I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, but then again, there's so many different facets of the tight end in this offense. You've seen Cole split out at one, and we'll be in the backfield, I'm sure. And so just a lot to do, uh, you know, and that's what I love about the position. But uh, for me personally, it's, it's going to be setting the tone, you know, point of attack. And even backside on this wide zone scheme is uh, very important.
4: Right. you mentioned just seeing with Justin the, the determination and the focus. How much of that is, is
1: verbal from him versus just the non-verbals and just the leadership by example?
6: Yeah, what do they say? 90% of communication is nonverbal, and uh, he just gives off all the right signals that you that you want out of a leader. Um, he's doing, he's leading by example, and then he's leading, you know, in the huddle by getting the call right, making sure guys are on the same page. Uh, he's just, you know, I'm excited to to get out there week one with him for sure. I, I'm excited to see what he's like in uh, game time. Real time. Well, what
1: stood mm-hmm. out about his actual court beyond the leadership, his actual ability to play quarterback, his arm talent, etc. Yeah,
6: I mean, I'm not a quarterbacks coach, so I'm not really gonna, you know, sit up and sit up here and tell you all. You know, I'll let the experts do all that stuff. Um, but I will say he's been a, such a great teammate to me so far. Um, it's been a pleasure to work with on and off the field. And. Uh, he can make plays. That, that I know. You know. You've seen it so far. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna make.
2: Everybody got games. that same reaction to Justin. It's just like,
6: yeah, he listen, right now. He, he gonna make that It's, it's everywhere. You know, it's everything. He's got. He's got all the tools in the bag. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do too.
2: I feel um, like they're trying to temper their run. expectations almost.
6: It tells you that that's that's coming. That
1: it's gonna emerge here and, and become. Uh, field production.
2: His
6: attitude, I think. Like like I say, he's got all the tools, but a lot of guys have tools in this league. You know, it's the want to uh to get better, to learn, you know, to take in knowledge and then put it out on the field. He's shown he can do that, he will do that, and uh, you know, that's what makes me believe that he's gonna be a great tight end in this league. Good transition for me. Um, we're we'll talking about functional intelligence being That with not just yourself but the whole team as everybody is trying to learn yeah some guys are quicker than others and um, you know that's how it goes some guys pick up things <laughs> quicker uh, but I think as a unit we're moving forward we're getting better day by day where it's not it hasn't been it's what day five now but we haven't had that lull yet. You know, and we haven't even had the pads on. So uh, it's been promising. It's been promising uh, to see our progression from day to day. So uh, looking forward to continuing that. have you been able to see and practice the way that this scheme can essentially uh, scheme tight ends open? I mean, obviously, you guys have to execute what you're supposed to do. But can you, have you been able to see it and practice the way that it works? Yeah, absolutely. I think it starts with uh, setting the tone in the run game. You know. Uh, allowing us to, you know, run, and then that opens up things at the tight end spot more so than I would say wide receivers. You know, everybody, it takes all 11, you know, for the run game. But that being said, once we do impose our will in the run game, on the ground, that opens things up, you know, some guys in the back end get, you know, a little antsy trying to come down uh, a little bit closer to the box, and then we can run by them, you know, run around them. And the, uh, the boot, boot scheme is going to be good for us, too. Ryan, what does
5: Luke it, like, as a
6: teacher for you He's been great. You know, uh, he's on his iPad and, uh, you know, in, in front of uh, the unit. And just I think the details is what separates him. He's coaching all the position. Like when we go to unit and we've got the skill guys in there, he's coaching up from wide receivers to backs to tight ends, all while, you know, communicating with Justin what we we need to do on this play where the reads are. So he's juggling a lot of balls, but he's he's doing a great Paul's job. Paul's my uh, guy. I think you can see that in our, like I said, our progression <laughs> from day to day. your sentiment on
1: setting a tone, did the next two days in pants bring out something? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This
6: is, you know, this is where we – get to see what we're made of as a team, as an offense, really. Because I know Coach Flus is going to have the defense ready to go. And uh, I take personal responsibility for setting the tone offensively. So it's uh, it's always a fun day. Um, it's a heated day. It's, uh, yeah, it's testy, but it's, uh, it's fun. And uh, hopefully it's going to be nice and hot and, uh, you know, We'll see, what see he wants the animosity. Why we always get them players that want that animosity?
0: Have you noticed that? What is the effect that it has on you in practice, and then what
6: do you think it will have in the season? Yeah, I, uh, it was funny. <clears throat> I was just had a lighter day for whatever reason uh, maybe two days ago, and I didn't realize when I was in it how quickly we go from snap to snap um, in practice. I was just like, uh, it seems like, we don't even let the play clock get down to what it would be, like 15 seconds in between plays. Um, I think that's all part of Coach Fluce's plan to have us well-conditioned for the fourth quarter. And uh, he's really harping on us running, being in great shape, and wearing teams out this year. Thanks. This is
2: Ryan Griffin tight end probably your backup tight end i would think uh not some 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 good tidbits in there um i'll talk quick because they're getting these miles out here quick today i found some good tidbits in there from him um just kind of about the play style how he wants to how how coach floose wants this offense to move how, how luke gets he wants this offense to move how they're going to attack it right and then on the other side of that um you know some expectations for Cole Komet, How he feels. Cole Komet's going to be able to come out there and play. And it cracks me up, bro, because like you hear these guys talk, and they all are kind of doing the same thing, right? It's like, what do you think of Justin? What do you think about Justin Fields? And it's like, uh, I, I, you know, he's he's really good. I don't want to, I don't want to talk too much about him. But and then like they like look this way, and then they look back, and they're like, come on, he's pretty good. He's pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited. Like, like they don't like. It's like they're trying not to get overly excited by what he's gonna be able to do. It's like they're trying not to get overly excited by uh, uh, uh what Justin's gonna bring to the field because they don't want to look goofy. Like, oh, you were so excited and then it didn't happen. But like, or it's like the surprise. Like, we gotta wait. We gotta. You, you, oh, you'll see. Oh, you'll see what it's gonna be. You know what I mean? So it, it that that part of it continues to crack me up. Um, but just talking about kind of Justin having all the tools, having the right mindset, Cole Komet having all the tools. I think that was the most interesting thing. And then I love that they just, they just love the animosity, don't they? They all in for the animosity. That first day of pads is always aggressive, right? Cause somebody gets lit up, somebody gets laid out. Um, like that's, that is a, that is a hard fought go-to day, right? And so that's going to be the interesting thing kind of tomorrow, even like Byron Pringle was talking about with, um, coming down with a big pass. Uh uh um, that, that Eddie Jackson came up and said that would have been an interception. We was in pads, you'd have been laid out. He said the defense was talking about you'd have been on your way to the hospital in that situation. Like, you know, all, all of that stuff, right? Like that, that's what makes it entertaining. That's what kind of builds up like the aggression. That's what gets you to that point where, hey, no, like we we gonna get this mug ready. Like we, we, we hype for this season. Now that first hit, you know what I mean? So I'm always excited about that, man. And, and, and I'm excited about, I'm going to be real with you. The fact that the Bears are saying nothing about like what this like, know, he's pretty good. No, he looks pretty good. I like, I, I like his game. I like his ability, Uh, but I'm not going to get too deep into it. That, that part, weirdly enough, as like, that's the part of me that makes me a little kid again. When we're talking about the Bears, that's the part of me where it's like, Ooh, is he going to be able to be dominant? Like, is he going to surprise the mess out of the world? That's going to be, that's going to be fun to see. Uh, as this thing pans out and I, I don't know, man, I'm more confident in Justin Fields than I've been confident in the quarterback ever in the Chicago Bears. I just think personally, I've never been, I was never confident about Mitch. I think when Mitch started making plays, I got more confident in him when he was kind of had that, that hot season, but it was always right. Like, well, he's starting in a great spot that can't last forever. What's he going to be able to do next? Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I feel like Justin Fields has so much ability and I feel like everybody around him feels he has so much ability, man. I'm so excited for pads tomorrow. Um, they still got, it says there's somebody coming back. Um, I normally close out the show at one. If somebody does come back before then we'll get into it. Um, and like I said, I, this is kind of one of the things I was waiting for here. Uh, we will be dropping content throughout the rest of the day as well, though. So make sure that you guys are tuned in with all the content that we have coming out. Um, we're, we're dropping it on two separate pages, three separate pages, technically. So we'll still have content that drops on here, more long form content, stuff like that clips from today's show. If you missed anything, we also have the podcast. Check out the podcast side over on YouTube or over uh, on all podcasting platforms. Um, we'll have the audio posted up there as well, uh, just like different reactions and stuff like that. But we're dropping RLR uh, Bears content on a much more niche platform, still on YouTube, but a much more niche YouTube is going to be Chicago Bears Breeze. So tune in with that. We're going to have a bunch of videos dropping today over there. We're also going to have Chicago Bulls Breeze, um, and that's going to be all Bears content and or all Bulls content, no matter what. That's going to be on there. And then outside of that, um,
5: what, are, what else is there?
2: oh, and and here we're still gonna have the daily show, we're still gonna have our Bulls live calls, we'll still do Bears post game here, we'll still do Bulls post game here, we're gonna do Sky Sky live calls here. So, this is gonna be more of the long form platform, and then we'll branch out from there. But appreciate everybody for, for showing love, man. Uh, throw some questions my way, uh, while we're kind of waiting for the bears to come back up. They they were so quick about today, bro. Like I, I was saying before the last uh before uh, Ryan Griffin came up, like the bears what was it? Friday? Like it was like 30 minutes between people, 15, 20 minutes at a time. I like left, came back, no one had still came on. I was like, "Bro, what what's up with this timing on this, bro?" Um, what else do we got uh Cashay says I love the orange the new The orange new uniforms and the orange helmet. We didn't really talk about that that much on here, did we? Um, The orange uniforms are weird to me. Just because, like, the Bears are very mediocre in those uniforms. I think, like, we've lost our last five games in those uniforms. So it's weird to me that those are the ones they are going, oh, by the way, they're on games that we definitely have a chance to lose. So that's that's, that's a scary moment to see. Uh, Don Corleone says, Nikhil Harry, could be an Alshon type guy. That would be interesting. I'd be fine with having that guy, especially knowing that you, you really only got rid of him for a seventh round pick. Um, an Alshon type guy would be great. That would be great. That would be that. That would mean we got to steal. Like we fleeced. What? What? Wouldn't that be wild? Our first year with Byron or with uh, 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 Ryan Poles here, we fleeced the uh, New England Patriots, the best team in the NFL for a top wide receiver because they didn't know how to use them and the Bears knew how to use them. That would be a flip of scenarios right there. Um, Cache says, I did. I asked about the Sky. Will you put them on the Bulls channel? So our shorter form content for the Sky will probably go on the Bulls channel just because that's more of a basketball-minded channel. Um, So we'll put that stuff over there. The live calls and stuff will still happen here um but yeah we'll have that over there as well um george hall as lily p Wheel development is really important oh, okay he's talking to somebody um what else we got on this mug man i'm trying to wait to see if somebody else is gonna come on don't know if they're gonna keep this john going it still says momentarily they kind of did i love how mondays is like the guys that like you're just not going to talk to throughout most of the season. Maybe Byron Pringle, but for the most part, right, like we've kind of heard from the guys that we're not going to talk talk to nearly as much this season, um, Ryan Griffin and stuff like that. So it's gonna, that's that's kind of uh, – that's going to be funny. Jibo uh, got his back. Oh, I, the other thing I did want to talk about – it's tough to talk. I don't know if I want to touch on it at the end of the show either. I was going to talk about just the news that Deshaun Watson only got six games. Um, He's got the ability to appeal those six games, but if he does appeal, then it goes down to a hold on. Let me block that mess in the chat there. Oh, let me make sure all up. Let me make sure I'm on the right. You dig here? Oh, I I don't think I can do it from here. Uh, If any of the uh, mods are in the chat, go ahead and block that real quick. But no, um, I I thought that it, it was. It's interesting when you think of the the dynamic of what – how do I say this? Like what the NFL has done, right, when you're talking about precedent in this situation and the fact that there's really no precedent for anything that Deshaun Watson has done, could do, what could be a part of it, right? And so, like, I, I, I was trying to find, like, a situation that was even, like, somewhat similar to this or anything close to this, what with, with Deshaun's going through. But all I could find, so, like, somebody tweeted out the different suspensions that have come into play. Listen to this, right? Listen to it. Calvin Ridley suspended 17 games for betting. He bet $1,500. It's in the rules, 100% should be suspended. A year seems a little excessive. A year. Montez Burfitt, 12 games, targeting. Get that, 100%. DeAndre Hopkins, six games, PD. All right, interesting. Uh, Martavis Bryant, indefinitely, weed. Josh Gordon, 25-plus games, weed. Darren Waller, 16 games, substance abuse. Deshaun Watson, six games, 25 counts of sexual violence accusation. Now, these still do count as just accusation. Uh, They still do go down as just accusations because he's paid off 24 of the 25. But six seemed a little light when I first heard it. Six seemed a little light when I first heard it. That's all I'll say about it. i i I don't know dog i don't know know yeah i mean like it's it's a it's a tough situation to deal with um and the nfl is just so terrible at coming to decisions on this now this was an independent arbiter that came to this decision but they're just so bad like that's why i said like even with this coming down six games right like deshaun Watson. we were talking about this in the discord like this is. This feels like he got off extremely light. This feels like he got off almost scot-free, right? Because you think about it. There's 17 games. That means he's going to play in 11 games this season. He could change the entire fate of the Cleveland Browns in one season. Now, I'm not saying he should be banned for life from the sport, as some people are, because I think there's a little bit of hypocrisy in that sense when you're talking about like Robert Kraft and guys like that who were convicted of something and just – just kept going to work and nothing happened to them right like i think that i think that that's a situation where you got to kind of also look at the other side and say yeah there's hypocrisy on both sides of this but six seemed a little light to me i mean he's gonna play this he's at training camp right now he's gonna be at training camp he gets to practice he gets to do everything he needs to do to get himself ready for the season and so the again, the NFL's precedent is just confusing to me. And this and this wasn't a ruling by so the next step based on the CBA, right, is Deshaun could appeal this. Basically, then Roger Goodell gets to play judge, jury, and execution. Um, whatever he says goes, however, it comes down is the end of it. It could be more, it could be less if you really want to appeal it, and then you could be talking about a long legal process that Deshaun Watson would then sue the NFL for what he's missed and the season that he's missed. But now you're talking about possibly two years of being out of the NFL. Um, and I don't see Deshaun kind of going down that route. But it's such a, it's such a weird I, – I don't even know kind of like how to explain it where like you look at some of the other suspensions that have gone into it and it's like I, I don't – where's where's the where's the the line where's the the symmetry here where's the this is the precedent this is what we go to it's like they wing it ninety percent of the time it 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 blows my mind man um renewable says pat do you write down or keep all those different logins passwords and info on the channel socials and emails on an app or auto save oh dog i got all that in the notes brother um Pat do you think dK Metcalf got too much? Do I think DK Metcalf yeah, got too much? No, I think he got paid probably what mugs are going to pay him. If you what your market is whatever they've said your market is. So that's that's how I always look at that. Your market is whatever they've said your market is. Would I have given him that much? I don't think he's that big of a route runner. But I mean, there's not much else on that team, and they need a they need a quarterback that's gonna throw it to him. So we're hopefully he doesn't uh doesn't end up being one of those guys that's just the only receiver there because they can't find a quarterback again. But, I mean, he could probably still get uh, a traded in this situation. Chris Lee says there needs to be consistency. Yeah, 100%. That's all I'm asking for, consistency in these situations. I don't know uh, – I don't want to be the guy that says this is what he should get, this is what he – because there is a legal system. He followed the legal system. Yes, there were payoffs, and yes, we can uh, – uh, um, Think whatever we want about those payoffs, right? Like we can say, "Hey, uh, there was a settlement here, and that means that he did it." But the entire time, Deshaun Watson maintained that he was innocent. He never he he was proven in was it civil court? I think that it was that he there wasn't enough evidence against him. I think he's probably a creepy dude. No matter what, I wouldn't let him around my daughter. But. At the same time, right, he's gone through the process, whether it's an NDA and a payoff or not. 24 of 25 people have taken this payoff. um, And they've gone back on their stance of no matter what kind of money comes into play, I'm not taking a payoff. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's some kind of money that came into play to where you felt that it was okay for you to take a payoff, so. Um, I don't know. i I just have a tough time with that way. Is this still live? Let me make sure this thing is still live. Hold up because, like, okay, it's still live. all right, it's still live. I, I, th- th- nobody's walked up to the podium in quite a while. Um, so for me, I'm just like, I' was like, let me make sure this is still happening live here or if I'm just sitting here looking at the weird screen. I don't know, man. The Deshaun situation in itself is just such a weird it, it's a it's a weird situation, man. It, it and then the question comes in right like there's there's all these now this is the thing I don't agree with. There's all these people now that are like, well, the morals of it, the morals that come into play, you have to have this moral compass when you're running the team. There's nothing moral about the NFL. The most moral thing about the NFL is that they play on Sunday. Um and you can bring your family together to watch it. Like, there's nothing moral about the NFL. There's nothing that I look at with the NFL and I say, my God, I feel like they did the right thing as a human being in that situation. Like, at the end of the day, and I've said this on many occasions, talent trumps all. Teams will put up with quite a bit if you're talented and Deshaun Watson is one of the most talented QBs that we've seen in the NFL. And that's what it comes down to. And it sucks. It sucks that it is that way. It sucks that it's, it's always been that way, but that's the, the one you want to talk about. I think, I think it was uh, who said that Chris, he was talking about consistency. That's where the NFL is consistent. In the NBA, listen, Mikael Bridges has all the talent in the world. McHale or Miles? Miles Bridge, right? Miles Bridge. Has all the talent in the world. He's going to get a max deal. He's probably not going to be on an NBA team this year. And even that's kind of up in the air.
3: Even, he might come back to Charlotte. Even that's kind of up in the air.
2: But to me, right, like when you look at these I keep hearing all these guys say, you have to do the moral thing. You got to do the right thing. There's nothing moral about a billion-dollar
3: organization. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a billion-dollar organization. They don't care.
2: They don't care about the regular people. They don't care about the- They care about what their brand looks like. And guess what? The NFL brand has never looked great just a great product that they put out every week so most people just turn a blind eye. And I'll tell you this right now, for everybody who's standing on their high horse right now and is and is uh 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 um, showing them uh uh um or, or is is against Deshaun and I can't believe this and I this isn't something that blah 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 blah, right? Like all of that. Let them win. You don't even got to win the Super Bowl. Take the Browns deep in the playoff. In two years, you you'll barely think about it. It'll be that thing that, oh yeah, remember Deshaun did that? Remember he was accused of that. So that's why I, I have a tough time dealing with the people that are so appalled in the moment. And this is
3: actually something that that is appalling. But the
2: fact that you're you're so oh my God. Why won't the NFL do more in the moment? But I guarantee you in two years, you won't stand on that same pedestal because he'll be winning because he'll be putting points up for your fantasy team because you'll be a Cleveland Browns fan and you'll be enjoying the fact that you're winning game. Yeah, you know I'm saying so. I just have a tough time dealing with all the hypocrisy in sports. And for me, right, like. If they put him out, I wouldn't have been mad. It is what it is now. He'll he'll be back in six games. It's what it comes down to, unfortunately. Um, so they're still on break. I don't know if somebody else is coming in. Watch the second I get off. It's gonna be a major player. I was trying to wait for one more to uh to come in here for the Bears, but it does look like uh it's getting a little what it was it one ten, about ten minutes past one. Um, I'm going to hop off of here. Um, if we get some major news or anything, I'll also be dropping videos on that over on the Chicago breeze channel. You on the look out for that. That will be dropping today. I'll also drop the link in the community tab for that. And in the discord, um, as always, man, it's your boy, path of designer back at it again. Solo, solo show for two hours today. Yeah, I mean, you know, how you get done, man. Don't nothing stop gonna keep this thing going man appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us showing love as always man it's your boy Path the Designer back at it again continue watching our Chicago Bulls Bears content click the links in the description below see you guys tomorrow man y'all stay safe out there Chicago peace
6: this year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Everybody in your
0: crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Crispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.